Um, hi, everyone. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Bridget Wright. I'm a senior natural resource conservation and ecology major with a minor in early childhood education. I'm also president of LOA and do some other things on campus. I'm in the band, um, I'm a tutor, all that jazz. So before I start, I want to say two things. First, I'm sorry if I break, my voice breaks or I stutter. This is a very emotional topic for me and I'm not used to talking to a large amount of people at once. And secondly, I just want to make a disclaimer that I will be talking about death and I understand it's a sensitive topic so I just wanted to give a head up, heads up for those who need it. Um, I never thought I'd be up here. I'm a very introverted person, even if I can hide it pretty well. And I never thought that I would be up here doing all this stuff. Um, I thought I'd go through my years and be content just listening in chapel. But when I heard that the topic was hope this semester, God would not leave me alone. Um, he knew that I was uniquely qualified to talk about this and kept putting the thought in my head until I finally decided to talk. So um, the first picture should pop up in a second. Um, yeah, so these are my grandparents and my dad. It's not the best picture because they all hated being in pictures. My mom kind of made them take this one, but it's one of the few I have of them all together. I've had a really rough life up until now, but I always found a way to find hope and I was pretty good at finding it, or so I thought. Back in March, April-ish, um, I found out that my dad is really sick with kidney failure. No big deal, I told myself. We can figure it out. I've seen my dad sick before, and he always makes it through. So I went about my life and just kept getting updates from my mom. Um, school ends, I go back home, and June 4th rolls around, which is my birthday. And my mom, my younger sibling, and I go to dinner. Dad was too sick to come, but that's okay. Again, I'm used to it, and I'm okay because, I mean, he's feeling sick. I'm not going to force him to be in public. However, the next day, he gets a lot worse. So we call an ambulance, and he gets taken to the ER, and they send him home because his vitals tested in the normal range. Okay, cool. I can deal with that. However, the next day, on June 6th, he's back in the hospital, but I'm still not super worried. Like I said, I've seen my dad super sick. I've seen him on death door, uh, death's door twice already, and he's come back both times, so I'm not super worried. And then the day after that, I get off work and I drive up to Lubbock because I'm a bridesmaid in one of my friend's wedding and we have a meeting to get to for all the bridesmaids. Still not super worried. My mom even pushed me to go. She was like, you need to go. It'll be okay. I'll call you if anything happens. So the meeting is great and I spend the night with some friends and the next morning I get woken up super early by a call from my mom and I figure she just wants to know when I'm leaving so I try to go back to sleep. Then I get two calls from my sister and I figure something is not the best, something's wrong. So I call my mom back and she tells me that dad isn't doing too well and I need to get home now. So I'm super speeding, I'm packing all my things, I send a quick text to my friends thanking them for letting me stay with them but I have to go, they're still asleep. And my sister calls and she's like, hey do you want me to pick you up on my way out? And I told her, I was like, no I can drive, it's okay. And so I get in my car and start driving. Again, I mean the theme of this whole thing, I'm not super worried. And then I get a text from my mom to call her when I get to Sweetwater. She fills me in on what the doctors told her and it's not great. It makes me realize that this is really serious. And so um, I call her in Sweetwater and we send everybody out of the room and since I'm not there, um, I say some stuff to my dad, you know, typical like I love you, this, this, and this, all that jazz. Um, 
And so I get to the hospital, and I find my way to my dad's room, which I got lost um, twice, actually. <laughs> and I was kind of nervous because I was like, I don't know where I'm going. Nobody is here. What do I do? And so I get up to my dad's room. I'm on my way there, and my younger sibling is with me. And so I turn to them, and I'm like, hey, Ashley's just a couple hours behind me. She'll be here soon. And the look my sibling gave me when I said that, they turned to me and said, she's not going to make it. And I've never seen my younger sibling so emotional before. And that statement just hit me like a punch. So I get to my dad's room. I'm there for about five minutes, and then he passes away. And so that... That kind of sucks, not going to lie. It kind of sucks. And so we had to go through all this process of grieving and informing people. My dad had a lot of friends, so we had to call everybody, get the family involved, you know, planning the funeral, and all of that fun stuff. And then 10 days later, it was the one-year anniversary of my grandpa passing, so that added an additional grief to my family. We lost two people in a year, and it was just a hard time. But at this point... I was trying to find hope and keep myself from spiraling due to grief, and I was doing okay. I worked a lot. I kept my mind off it, talked to my mom when she asked me about it, and I was doing okay. And then June, July hits, and my grandma's health takes a turn, and she took a tumble while she was at the nursing home. We thought she'd be okay, but it just started getting worse, and then she ended up passing the morning of July 17th. And just like that, I lost three family members in 13 months, with two of them being five weeks apart. Needless to say, I started finding it hard to see any hope, because there was just so much loss, I didn't know what to do. So I was talking with my mom, and I was trying to find faith, and I was trying to find hope, and I didn't know where to turn. And I finally found three specific things that gave me hope. The first thing was I remember that even Jesus had experienced loss because in John 11, Jesus learns about Lazarus' death. Um, when Jesus saw her weeping, the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in the spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him, he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. And Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. So why does this give me hope? Well, my reasoning is that if the Son of God can grieve and be sad and mourn the loss of a loved one, then I can too. I don't have to bottle it up. I don't have to be the strong person that I was so used to being all the time. And Jesus knew what was going to happen, but he still felt the emotion of losing a loved one. And that's what gives me hope, that this all-powerful person can still be upset and can still cry. So then the second thing that gives me hope is this picture. Um, yeah, so I actually have this picture hanging in my room. My parents got it for me for my birthday two years ago. It's titled First Day in Heaven. And I first saw this picture years ago. It was my phone background for the longest time because it just made me so happy and it moves me even more. The joy of being able to see God and being able to hug him like that, that's what gives me hope that one day I'll be free of pain. One day I'll only feel joy and be united with all those I have lost. And I get, I get to see God and that's pretty cool. And then the last thing that gives me hope is the people surrounding me. Um, there's a third picture up here. My family and I leaned on each other and did our best to take care of each other, and grieving made my relationship stronger. While it hurts, I know I have people to talk to that helps me. And during this time, um, my lowest sister surrounded me and made sure I wasn't alone. I had people calling me and checking up on me every day. 
A group of them even was about to jump in the car. If I said the word, they'd drive the three hours down to Abilene to help me. One of them got me a little squishmallow that's like this big and it's a little giraffe. And that means a lot to me that they were there for me. And even though I was three hours away, I could still feel their, feel their love and the care they had for me. They were there for me my hardest times. And I don't know if I'd be here without them because they just loved me so much. So um, this one was short and brief and short and sweet. But as we leave here today, I want you to think about what gives you hope. And I pray you have things that give you hope the way I do. And if you're having trouble finding hope, don't give up because you can find it even if it takes you a while. You're dismissed.